Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And let's be heard. The final gun has sounded. Now it's your turn to hear and be heard. The Huskers are headed to the locker room, and we're ready to give you all the post-game info and opinion. It's Big Red Overreaction, the first live post-game show featuring the most important voice of all, you the Husker fan. Big Red Overreaction is sponsored by Coors Light, keeping Nebraska chill, and by Equitable Bank. Also by Burton. When your plumbing's hurting, just call Burton. Get on the line now at 402-951-1620 and sound off on Big Red Overreaction, live on 1620 The Zone and 1019 The Keg. It's Big Red Overreaction. Connor Happer and John Bishop with you this afternoon after Nebraska loses to Minnesota 20-13. Minnesota's won its first game in uh, 33 tries after being down 10-0. They jumped out. Huskers jumped out to a uh, a 10-0 lead quite quickly, and then the offense disappeared. Disappeared uh, as we we welcome in John Bishop. Uh, Hi, John. How are you? Man, that was a tale of two halves, wasn't it? I mean, you had you had Nebraska physically dominating uh, Minnesota in the first half, and literally everything turned on a dime. And I know Calic McNa- I knew I was going to mess Calic Manis. Calic Manis. I spelled his name right the first time I said it. I just <laughs> didn't. But you know, and a lot of credit goes to him. I think I think Minnesota was a better looking offense with him out there because of his ability to throw, but let's make no mistake about it. The difference was Minnesota brought the physicality to Nebraska in the second half that they did not bring in the first half. And Mo Ibrahim was, was tremendous. Yeah. And yeah. And there's plenty to talk about, especially when it comes to Nebraska's offense today, because I, yep. uh, you know, I, I said last week, Connor, you know, I, I think was it Sip or someone asked, um, you know, did you think Nebraska's defense played well enough to win? And I said they played okay, but they didn't play well enough to win because Illinois did what Illinois does. I think today Nebraska's defense, you know, did what they needed to do um, to to win the game. Uh, unfortunately, you just when you put when you are put time and time again in a situation where you're coming off the field for three plays and having to go right back out there against a physical team, I, I can't I can't really fault the defense on this no. one uh, at all. I mean, we all know. We all know where the problems lie, and the problems slide with the offense basically from the middle of the second quarter until basically until the end of the game, with the exception of the one drive. Well, the story of this one, and I imagine we'll talk about this quite a bit, will be surrounding the uh, a couple different people. Mark Whipple being one of them, um, Chubba Purdy being one of them, Logan Smothers being being another one. We will talk uh, quite a bit about Nebraska's offense, but we're here for you guys after Nebraska uh, loses today. 20 to 13 uh, to Minnesota. Nebraska falls to uh, three and six on the year. Just take you through um, a couple big picture stats and we'll dive into the, the half stuff, as John mentioned. But before we get to our callers, we'll, we'll run it down here. Minnesota wins it with 300 yards of total offense, uh, 125 on the ground. Ibrahim, our Ibrahim, did get to 
his uh his 100 yards as he usually does. Nebraska 267 total yards, uh, 121 through the air, 146 um, on the ground. But as you mentioned, John, it was a uh, it was a tale of two halves. Nebraska just 116 in the second, and most of it on you know basically a final drive or two there by Logan Smothers. Uh, which will be a uh, a large talking point, of course, during the yeah. Show. That was a it was a sixty seven yard drive. So you're talking forty one yards of offense uh, minus that drive, right? Am I remember right about forty one right. yards yeah. of offense uh, of offense minus that one scoring drive in the second half, and 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 of course a lot of that a lot of those forty one came on the one play to uh, Washington to get them out of, you know, the shadow of their own goalpost and put them near midfield at the end of the game. So it was, it was, it was, it was a complete reversal of fortune. I mean, when you figure that Minnesota in the first half had minus one yard rushing, and I know a a few of those yards came off of, uh, of sacks, but you know, and Ibrahim had 18 yards rushing in the first half, and then they end up with 132 yards rushing in the second half. And virtually all of it is Mo Ibrahim, I mean, that's that's what tells the story right there. All Minnesota needed was to just get off the map. And, and they did that with the first drive coming out of the locker room. And you could tell from that moment, Minnesota was like, this is going to be an entirely different half. And, you know, when Nebraska goes, was it six straight three and outs? I mean, it's, it's yep. you're, I don't care what your lead is. Well, I guess if your lead's 50, you might have a shot. But you're not gonna you're not gonna preserve many leads uh, when you're going three and out on six straight drives. A couple of those drives actually went negative yards. So <laughs> you know it's it's I, I don't I don't understand what Whipple was trying to accomplish uh, there. Yeah. I, I mean, if the idea was, hey, we're gonna play both quarterbacks, and then you go to Logan Smothers, but you only go to him for the for the one drive. And then you come right back, and and yeah, they went three and out. But if you're going to give it a shot, one drive just to turn things around yeah. is probably not going to do it, especially no. against a defense like this. It, it just it did not make sense. And the other thing that didn't make sense is they got away from running the football. That's how they got the lead in the first place. It, it you know, and I like... know there I know there were a couple of times, Connor, where um, you know uh, Grant he slipped on one and maybe he got hit behind the line on another but you don't go away from it because if if because you knew that was going to be the game plan no matter which quarterback was going to play and to go away from that and to go pass pass you know on on most of those drives it, it was a killer it felt like they were handling Chubba Purdy as if he was the starter as one of those situations where they you know and the the broadcast caught it Mickey Joseph was sort of pointing at him hey you got you got to take a seat and you got to let you know we we talked about this all week. You had to calm down. You had to play a little less skittish. And that wasn't happening as things sped up for him, really, after those first two drives and then deep into the third quarter. And he, they finally sat him, and it was almost like, okay, we're just going to give Logan a shot here and see what happens. And then once Chuba, you know, once we feel like Chuba is ready to come back into the game and he's calmed down, then we'll put him back in. The truth is, he is not the better option out of the two right now. He's he's not. No. I mean, Logan Smothers, no. I mean, you talk about whatever offense you want to run, whatever you're doing, running the ball, throwing the ball. I, I mean, from what I saw from Logan, he is a he is a more efficient and accurate and really all of the above passer than Chubba Purdy is right now. Logan could do all the, if, if you're down to those two, which you are, 
um, Logan is Logan Smothers is the answer right now, and and, and Nebraska no came to that realization way way too late today. We'll talk about that uh, as we uh, as we keep rolling here on Big Red Overreaction. We're here for you guys. It's brought to you by Equitable Bank. We take banking personally. Let's start things off with Bob this afternoon. Bob, hello. You're on Big Red hey, Overreaction. Hey. Boy, that Whipple's garbage. <laughs> Josh, you hit it right. Man, you hit it right on the head. You don't stop. You're running the ball. You're running beautifully. And you go away from it. Is that guy on drugs or something? No, I, I he's don't just, think he's on drugs. That's just what he is. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, 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 sometimes you just can't help yourself, you know. And, and, and he thought and, – and there were a couple of times, like, for example – um, they took the deep shot after they got the ball. I think it was the second time. You know, they obviously yeah, got the touchdown yeah. on the first drive, and they took yep. the deep shot on the first play of the next drive. I didn't have a problem with that because you had you had run the ball, you had single coverage down the field, right? And you know, unfortunately, uh, Trey couldn't come up with the catch, which you know was fittingly the way well, I, the game I'll ended as well. This I'll say: if I couldn't do a better job than this guy's done. I'd give my money back that I've been paid. That's how bad he is. Thanks, Bob. Appreciate it. Well, I, <laughs> yeah, I mean this, but we shouldn't be surprised, should we? I mean, this, this is what we he knew. Is. This, yes, absolutely. This is this is what Mark Whipple wants to do, and he's going to do what he does. Even, I mean, we we knew this all week. This is this is projected coming into the week. We, I mean, as much as you know, there was talk about Casey Thompson potentially coming back and being able to give it a go today. I just never thought, never thought that was going to happen. So we always, I thought that Chubba was going to be given as much leash as he possibly could. And, and that leash was just too long. I mean, obviously that, that leash was much too long, but it's not even, I mean, it's, it's in the quarterback decision, but it's also in what you're doing on offense and what Nebraska was having success with. And then defensively, I mean, you got a little shell shock coming out of the second quarter um, or coming into the second half because they brought in another quarterback and he was able to give you a different dynamic than Tanner Morgan was able to give you. Nebraska, I don't think, was prepared for him to keep on, you know, really the entirety uh, of the second half. And he gave you a little bit of a down downfield threat. They hit some, you know, they hit some chunk plays, um, a couple deep balls um, into, into wind, you know, with wind, things like that. So that got into it as well. But obviously, yes, the story today is about uh, Nebraska's offense. Back to the phones and big red overreaction. We have uh, Chris on the line. Hi, Chris. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Long-time listener, first-time caller. All right. I don't know. Thank you. Yeah. I'm a diehard Nebraska fan. I'm just calling to say that, you know, I'm disappointed. I don't know where we're going. I understand what Mickey Joseph was trying to do today, trying to I'll make vanilla. The defense. Is hey, uh, uh, Chance. I don't want. Don't mean to interrupt, but I think we have Mickey ready to go. Okay. Um, so, Chance, I think it's coming up on the uh, on the Twitter feed. Chance is but, answering. Uh, uh, Chance answering the phone right now. Hey, Chris. Um, we can leave you on hold, or we can we or, or we can uh, get you out of here. Oh, you can get me out of here. Right. I'm, I'm I'm good. Thank you. Appreciate it, Chris. Thanks for the call. We got Mickey Joseph. Yeah. It sounds like Chance. If we are uh, ready to roll on that thing after the game certainly will be some interesting comments from him and, and, and what he's looking for um, in the offense going forward chance. We are ready to go. Did you think about going to, to Logan earlier at that point? Yeah, we, we, you know, we probably should have, but we, you know, we figured we had to throw the ball down the field. And then when he, when, when he wasn't seeing it, then we figured we had to make a change, but you're right. We, in this league, you can't do that. You, you can't go, you know, six, three and ounce in this league. You can't do it because they'll eat the clock up. 
which throw can Logan basically not make that you, know, you feel like Chubba needs to be in there to throw? Which one was that today? Well, you're right about that, Sammy. He, um, he made some good throws today, you know, and you just got to be more consistent in practice for what we see. But he, he played, he, you know, he stood up today. He stood up today. Chubb is not seeing it. What does that mean? Well, he's not—he's not seeing the coverage. He's not seeing, you know, the, the progression that he needs that he needs to get to the, the way he needs to get the ball to. We have kids running open, and he's got to—he's got to find him. He's got to find him. He's got to hit him. Did it get close uh, with Casey at all today, or uh, from Coco beforehand? Well, I thought he had a better uh, feeling. He had more feeling in his hand today, but I just didn't feel comfortable playing him. You know, he's been—he's um, been hit a lot this year. What was it about their backup quarterback that gave your defense more trouble than their starter? Well, they, they threw it more with him than we thought they would throw with him. And we knew he would pull the ball. Well, he, he's, probably, he's probably a better athlete than two. So they felt comfortable. And that kid had snaps. That kid played against Minnesota. I think he played the second half of Illinois. So he was, he was a backup, but it was a backup that had game reps. Did you think you did this first half, you gained 110 yards rushing in the second Another drop off like last week, 36 yards. I think after halftime. Well, we, I'm going to go back and look at it. But I thought they did a better job up front of um, in their gaps. And I thought we you, we had to do a better job of moving them out of the gaps. What did you do on offense in the, in the second half? I mean, you held them to 31 yards in that first half on defense. And besides Mo just getting going, what, what, what were they doing? Well, it, was just, it was a two score game. They stayed with their game plan. I mean, when you play a team like that, you got to really get a three score, three scores up on them before they can change their game plans. A two score, they're comfortable. They're going to continue to do it, just like the old wish. Like we said, it was a wishbone offense, so they was going to stick with their game plan as long as it was a two score game because it was in reach. Mickey, when you get into a spot where you're going back and forth between two quarterbacks, can you describe how the process works on the sideline between you and Coach Whipple and, and how those decisions are made? In the moment. Well, I thought Rupp and I was on the same page because when we thought the kid was struggling, wasn't seeing it, we went we went to Logan. So we, we communicate, and um, I'll let Whip makes the call, but if I think it's a call that he should make, then I'll let him know. But we, we, was, we were on the same page today when it came to the quarterbacks. Only 31 yards for Minnesota in the first half. What did you think of the Huskers' defense? They, they, they played lights out. I thought the defense played lights out throughout the whole game. They, they gave us a chance to win. With their, um, their two long passes were actually against the wind. It looked like one on Hartzell and Mickey thought ball was going to sail and maybe come to him. Did, did the defensive backs misjudge it based on the wind, those, those couple throws? Or? Well, we thought, I thought he was going for the pick. You know, he was a taller kid, so you teach the shorter corners to play the hands. So I thought he was going for the pick, and the ball hung up there. And as the ball hung up there, the guy out jumped him. But he, he was going for the pick, and like you said, I thought he thought it was going to be overthrown. Mick, what does it say about the team where you're at right now? You get the ball back. You have still have a chance to tie it. Logan on at 35 maybe could have run it. Yeah. He said the same thing, that he should have ran it. and He would have at least got two or three yards. But he said the same thing. We thought he should have ran the ball. Use your feet right there. And then the fourth down play, yeah, you have arguably your best player. Yes, he's got to grab that. He's got to squeeze in. Is a, a bang-bang play. He's going to be a catch and a hit at the same time. He's been in those situations before we expect him to catch those balls. Is this all part of learning how to win? Yeah, it's part, it's part of learning how to win. And it's part of, you know, executing. You got, you got to execute in this league. 
and you saw the first half with the defense, the defense executed, the offense executed. When you execute in this league, you're going to have success. If you don't execute in this league, then things like this is going to happen. I got to do a better job to get them to execute. What's your level of concern now at three and six, and you probably couldn't have a tougher assignment where you're going next week? Well, we talked to the boys about that. You know, we're going we're gonna to stick together. We're going we're gonna to block out the noise. And we're going to come back tomorrow. We're going to look at the film. We're going to fix the, the things we need to fix. And then we're going to move on to Michigan. One or two more for Coach. Mickey, you said earlier in the week that Shovel plays a little bit nervous sometimes. Did you see that today? Yes, and towards when he, start, when he started not seeing it, thought he got a little antsy in the pocket. Coach, what was the strategy with mixing in AG and Mir coming in for a couple of plays? What, what did they offer? Well, AG got a little winded. And then we wanted to try to get Ramirez in there, so we said we could pop one and get some speed in there on the draw plays. So when AG got winded, we just thought we should go to Ramirez right there. Anything else? Thank you, guys. All right, that's Mickey Joseph after Nebraska loses today, twenty to thirteen. Couple comments on the uh, on the quarterback situation there. I mean, specifically, uh, John, the the one. Hey, okay, you know, we thought we needed to throw it, so it's so it's Chuba. That's sort of going back to going back to last week. Well, the follow up was all right. Well, what throws specifically can Logan not make? Um, and Mickey said, "Hey, you know, it's a good point. <laughs> he 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 made some throws, and that that I mean that that hurts to hear because this game is over and Nebraska lost it, and you 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 know you drop scenarios where Nebraska." Um, you know, could have brought in Logan Smothers early into that game. And I don't know if they win it or not, but I mean, it's very clear, John. He 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 can do the things that you're asking him to in the passing game as well. And man, really had an opportunity on that final drive to, um, you know, to make a couple things happen. Trey Palmer drops one, um, doesn't take the run on 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 third down. Um, but yeah, there there's a lot of ways you you think this game could have gone differently. I'm not in practice. You're not in practice. We don't see what they're doing, you know, away from the games. But we saw Logan last year against Iowa. We've seen him, you know, spotty times this year. And we've seen Chuba at times this year. I don't see anything that right now that Chuba does better than Logan. I don't. I don't either. Now, I, I'm not here to say that Logan Smothers is, you know, uh, you know, go, going to be the quarterback to lead Nebraska to wins necessarily, but it, it, if 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 it's a tie on all fronts, and one guy is obviously struggling, even though he was brought in to be the number two guy, I think you have to make a change. I think Logan Smothers, you got to get Logan Smothers ready for next week and the rest of the season. You know, at this point, we have no idea what next year is going to look like. We have no idea who the head coach is going to be. We have no idea who the offensive coordinator is going to be. There's a chance that Chubba Purdy may end up transferring yet again. We don't know. Yeah. But if it, but right now, because next year is such a question mark, your focus now is on these last three games. And in my opinion, the guy who gives you the better chance, if we're not going to see Casey Thompson anymore, the guy who at least gives you a better chance or is at least playing better is Logan Smothers, just based on what I have seen. And, yeah, I know, practice is important. You know, you always want to, you know, make sure you reward guys who do well in practice. But just based on what we have seen, 
I don't see anything that Logan Smothers does that Chubba Purdy can do better right now. That's just that's just based on what we've seen. I don't. I, I'm totally with you. It uh, seems like there's uh, there's a little more, little too much leash for for Chubba Purdy. Maybe a blind spot. Um, I I don't know with with Mark Whipple um and, and Chubba Purdy there. But we're we're here on Big Red Overreaction, which is brought to you by uh, Coors Light, keeping Nebraska chill. Uh, let's take our first break here. Ben, Sean, Vince, Jason, hang on the line. We will get to you guys coming back as we'll take your calls. Mm-hmm after a 20-13 to 13 Nebraska loss today to Minnesota as we come back on Big Red Overreaction on 1620 The Zone and 101.9 The Keg. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. 